we'd like to welcome you back to part two of our emergency freedom alerts. For May 17th, 2021, we're going to totally switch gears here now. We're going to talk about this a little bit more about the um, pipeline shutdown that I realize they're saying it's resolving, but I, I think it's a sign of things to come. And this report is Biden is the number one suspect in the colonial pipeline shutdown. Now, again, I'm not endorsing Jones. I glean from Jones uh, when there's things applicable to glean. I think at the end of the day, he's going to be on the boat, on the Trump train and on the whole um, train where when the supposed <clears throat> good guys come back to save the day, if that does happen, he's going to be on that train. And I've talked about this a lot in other teachings. And so I've issued many, many warnings about him in the past. Um, he's had a lot of good reports from him and other people as of late regarding the very current event situations that we're facing. So I'm just going to go ahead and play this. Election January 20th. I said get ready for rolling power outages and gas shortages. It's a plan. We're under military attack. You cut the power off from an enemy. You dissolve their borders. You bankrupt their treasury. You devalue it. People keep wondering, how does Jones know? I mean, I cut all those reports. I just said the power will be cut off one way or another. I said last week they're going to claim hackers shut down gas pipelines. You go find the video. And people ask, how the hell do you know that? Because they wrote a big John Hopkins report, and Klaus Schwab says next is going to be the hack attack. It'll be bigger than COVID. And the same damn people run that. Colonial Pipeline, it's now a national emergency, is the globalists that run Joe Biden. They're the ones that shut our coal power plants off, over a 1,000. They're the ones that shut down our last lead smelting plants so we can't even make our own bullets. They're the ones that shut down the Keystone Pipeline first thing he did on January 21st. One day into office. We'll shut down a $40 billion pipeline that was going to deliver 2 to $3 billion of oil a day to Houston refineries to be refined. If you look at the pipeline, it comes down out of the Midwest, out of Canada, and all those oil fields. You refine it in Houston, it goes back up the East Coast. Right. To the Colonial Pipeline. So they cut off the pipeline to the other pipeline. Well, of course they cut it off. And now some nebulous group says, oh, we're not political. We just want money. This is exactly what these James Bond villains do. And so now there are gas lines, there are gas outages all over, particularly the South, East, and the Northeast. And now this from CNN that's so excited. American Airlines has to add fuel stops after pipeline shutdown. Think about that. Pipeline outage forced American Airlines to add stops to some long-haul flights. Southwest flies in fuel. It's on, ladies and gentlemen. That's why I told you a year ago, I said it's going to collapse the first world. It's going to collapse all the just-on-time deliveries, the supply chain. It's going to put all the little companies out of business that service the infrastructure then only Apple and Google and Facebook and Twitter and big tech will survive servicing Amazon and Walmart. And they'll all double and triple profits, which they've done. Because they have their own supply chain, their own infrastructure. They're vertically integrated. And so 
That's the Great Reset. That's what Schwab said they do. And now it's like, oh, you think you're going to reopen the country? Turn the pipeline off. Hackers did it. Yes, that they can never catch. Sure. Oh, that's why we need AI to run everything? So the whole planet's run no, by... they just supposedly paid the hackers. So they gave them a little pat on the head and paid the hackers off. AI, so the globalists have all the robots and combat droids and control all the dams and all the switches and all the electrical and all the pumps and all the pipelines. You know, the left wants pipelines shut down everywhere. Well, now they're just showing you, oh, nebulous hackers did it. Oh, and Russia's behind it. With no evidence at all. But all over the country, no gas or big lines where there is gas. And I told you, there'll be almost no gas this summer. So you're going to stay put regardless. See how it works? Learning how that happens. What did I say when Biden stole the election January 20th? I said, get ready for rolling power outages and gas shortages. It's a plan. We're under military attack. You cut the power off from an enemy. You dissolve their borders. You bankrupt their treasury. You devalue it. Yes. And they could not got away. They would not have gotten away with this with Trump in office. He's not going to. He had to put on the facade of being the good guy they can get away with this though under biden people keep wondering how does jones know i mean i cut all those reports i just said the power will be cut off one way or another i said last week they're going to claim hackers shut down gas pipelines you go find the video and people ask how the hell do you know that because they wrote a big john hopkins report and klaus Schwab says next is going to be the hack attack, it'll be bigger than COVID. And the same damn people run that. This ain't hard. I'd give it about a 95% chance the globalists did the pipeline shutdown. 5% chance somebody got pissed they shut down Keystone inside and is doing that to show everybody the dependence on pipelines. 95% it's globalist. 5% chance that I'm wrong. It was done by people pissed off uh, with the Keystone being shut down to show people how dependent we are. But see, that's in a logical world you'd do that, and then maybe we'll understand. But no, there's no logic here. The left want to be homeless. They want their children brain damaged. They want to be dead. Everybody I know that went and got the vaccine had strokes or heart attacks. They love it, they tell me. <laughs> or their kids died. They're in the news. Oh, my kid died. It's a, you know, it's a wonderful thing. It's a happy thing. That's how all this crap works, ladies and gentlemen. And it goes on and on and on and on and on and on and on from there. All right. So we have that. Then, and I get, I think they're in the process of beta testing, feeling the waters, what's going to, what's public reaction going to be, this type of stuff. There was a related report, Tucker Carlson on a gas panic said, quote, somebody did this to us on purpose. Okay. And I'll give you the link to that. But <clears throat> another report came out. Michigan governor and Satanist Gretchen Whitmer ordered a Canadian energy company to close its Line 5 pipeline that has a segment running through Michigan. <clears throat> line 5 delivers nearly half of all the oil needs for both Ontario and Quebec, as well as propane for the state of Michigan reported the guardian earlier this month canada's natural resource minister said the continued operation of the pipeline was non-negotiable and warned that in addition to thousands of job losses a shutdown would require 800 tanker rail cars and 2,000 trucks each day to move oil 
Ironically, <clears throat> Canadian officials are pushing back on Whitmer's order to shut down the pipeline by May 12th, which already came and gone. And she doesn't have the authority to do so according to the 1977 Treaty Pipelines Treaty, Transit Pipelines Treaty between Canada and the United States. Regardless of what the state of Michigan may or not do, the treaty is binding on the United States as a whole. International trade lawyer Lawrence Herman said it's a matter between two governments, Canada and the United States. By shutting down another pipeline, Democrats like Whitmer are moving America closer to a post-industrial world with reduced energy and manufacturing capacity and a lower standard of living for all. And that's the whole point behind all of this, to turn us into a third world country. A glimpse of all this was seen during the Texas ice storm in February in which residents lived with little or no power for weeks. The end goal is to deindustrialize the U.S., which is why activists like Greta Thunberg never lecture in India or China about their energy use. It's only in areas of the world that are prosperous, typically, where somebody like this little Luciferian Greta Thunberg will show up. Uh, <clears throat> next report, <clears throat> pipeline inspector calls in and says it's a 100% manufactured collapse. If they wanted this thing going, they would send guys out and open the valves up and get the gas flowing tomorrow. They're trying to collapse the country. Now, I understand it's a little bit past the time. I understand they, they're bringing the, it back online, but this is good to know because this seems to be beta testing for what they really want to bring us into. Let's go ahead and go to Forrest in Nebraska, a pipeline worker on the energy crisis. Welcome, sir. How you doing, Alex? I'm good talking to you, brother. What do you think? Oh, it's it's awful. You're you're 100 right. I've spent 15 years working in the oil and gas industry and also in the energy industry. I just finished working uh, 10 months in California, and uh, I've seen what they're doing there. And uh, it's 100 manufactured collapse. Um, the pipeline. I've I've actually surveyed part of that pipeline, the Colonial Pipeline, before. If they wanted this thing going, they would send guys out and open the valves up and get gas flowing tomorrow. They don't need the electrical instrumentation to do that. So this is 100% a manufactured crisis. They're trying to collapse the country. And, um, you know, we need to we need to wake up and stand up to this, because if we don't, we allow this to happen in Michigan, and they, they continue shutting down pipelines, um, they're going to California the rest of the United States, and that's their goal. I mean, I spent 10 months working out there. I worked in 46 states. Um, I'm a third-party pipeline inspector, and, you know, it's it's awful what's happening to this country. Well, sir, you know, you're a really important caller. I have a lot of family here in Texas that's worked at every level from petroleum geologists down to roughnecks in the field, a lot of them from being roughnecks, uh, you know, in high school and a few years before college and going to college, then working in, in the refineries and as petroleum geologists. And that's what they've all been saying for 20 years is there's a deliberate killing of our infrastructure and our energy. Look at China. They've been building it up. And for those that don't know, I was reading over a thousand small pipelines have either been not given authorization to be repaired or new pipelines have been killed. The smaller spurs, they've killed over 60 percent of oil and gas permits in the U.S. The first thing he did on day one was kill the Keystone Pipeline. And now Governor Whitmer's trying to kill this 67-year-old pipeline out of Canada for no reasons. Never even had a problem. I mean, this is completely obvious. Yeah, it's it's completely obvious. I mean, if you look at I, I, like I said, I spent 10 months working in California. And I've been in all those natural gas plants. I've been in all those different substations. I've been in all those different areas. And they're all shut down. And the reason why is the, the government in California requires so much renewable. So they require so much renewable 
And when they do that, they run all the water, hydroelectric, they, they run all the water out of the rivers and lakes, and then they do no forest management. And what happens? Fires happen. They have no water to even fight the fires. So it's engineered collapse. And, engineered and by failure. the way, they're following the full UN Agenda 2030 model, just like Spain and Australia, and it's collapsing things. And people ask me that live out on Lake Travis, Alex, why even when it rains for you know a month straight, and we had 10 inches of rain in, in a week, why is Lake Travis still down to the river? Because they run the hydroelectric dam at full power because they shut down all the damn coal plants. Exactly. And that's what people don't understand. And, and, and people that, that don't work in my industry, my, specifically my background is corrosion. They don't understand the technology that's out there for these pipelines to operate safely. There is no other form of transportation for oil and gas that is safer than pipelines. It's, it's an inarguable point. And the majority of leaks that happen aren't aren't corrosion leaks they're leaks from you know outside sources farmers hitting the pipelines and things like this and, and but they've educated they've dumbed down the public enough to, to hate pipelines when they don't even understand why they hate them well the director of the department of energy she even had to come out and say pipelines are far and away the best way our infra our, our, our infrastructure can't even operate without it Exactly, but the, you try to, they're teaching everyone in, in school nowadays. I worked on the DAPL, okay? Um, you know, we had all the protests there. Uh, I was, <laughs> I witnessed all that. We had guys getting shot at in their dozers. I mean, it was crazy. So all this. Oh, yeah, they think there. you're terrorists. Uh, listen, don't hang up. I want to have you get a finishing comment, but here's the head of the Department of Energy, Graham Holm. Uh, boy, talk about a better governor than the former one in Michigan. I mean, she's not even perfect, but at least she's a Democrat admitting that this is a nightmare situation with the pipelines. Here it is. Can you uh, tell us uh, what is the feasibility of using rail cars to transport fuel into the affected area? I know that's being looked at. Yeah, um, the DOT is looking at that, and so we'll have to wait till their analysis is done. Um, these these are not easy solutions because um, there may or may not be the right uh, rail cars. There may not or may not be the deep water ports available for the Jones Act to be able to respond. So this particular area of the country, there. This is why we have um, doubled down on ensuring that there's an ability to truck uh, oil in, gas in. But it's it's uh, the pipe is the best way to go, and so that's why. Um, Hopefully, this company, uh, Colonial, will, in fact, uh, be able to restore operations by the end of the week, as they have said. All right, so she's a liberal. She's a Democrat. I was joking, saying, you know, she's a Republican compared to the current governor of Michigan. Uh, but, I mean, what do you make of that, sir? I mean, there they are admitting it's the pipe. It's the safest. Why would you want gasoline and oil flying around in 18-wheelers all over the road when it could be in a big pipe going through the wilderness yeah. or buried exactly. under the ground? Exactly. And, 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 you know, I worked in North Dakota when they first start drilling before they put the pipelines in the ground for the gathering systems. People don't realize, OK, that oil still has to go somewhere. So they're, they send out these truckers to go pick up all the oil and they haul, they haul it by the crude haulers. And I've driven those roadways up there when they didn't have the pipelines in the ground. People were dying every day, crashing on the roads. And explain and to people it uses a lot less energy with the pipeline because once it's flowing, it's gravity. Having trucks drive crude oil around is stupid. It's ignorant. I mean, it, you're burning gas to haul gas when you could throw it. It's in the just like it wind power that's 200 miles away, like in Texas from the nearest city. You lose half the power on the way. It's 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 ridiculous. And wind and all that is is it's a joke. It's a scam. It, it doesn't work in, in in the right situations. And, and it bankrupted you know, Spain. God bless you, brother. All right.
I'll tell you. It's a post-industrial world. They want to collapse the U.S. That is the goal. This is the attack. They're going right down the line and turning off all our biggest systems. And they're going to burn some patsy. You know that. But this has got New World Order written all over it. Yep, he's right. Okay, so uh, try kind of trying to give you the, the big picture of what's going on here. Uh, another report. Agenda 2030, the gas shortage is by design. Okay, just all kind of cross-confirmatory things to give a little different take on things. The massive national transformation towards energy independence that America finally achieved in 2020, which would have shifted America First exceptionalism into overdrive, is being dismantled. Well, I was introduced as the former governor of Michigan, but actually, I'm a scientist. You've got solar and wind opportunity all across the nation. In fact, if you look just at the upper northern states in the west, they could do geothermal, or you could look at Texas and say, we could lead the nation in the solutions to smart grid. In the middle eastern states, which have access to forests and to agricultural waste, they might say, we're going to lead the nation in biofuels. The Department of Energy, we have the solutions to tackle our climate emergency. This morning, the cyber attack on the nation's largest fuel pipeline now leading to gas shortages as multiple states face dwindling supply. So you still don't have the technical information you need to be able to be responsive and to provide support to critical infrastructure. Is that what you're saying? I, yes, but that is not surprising given that it's, you know, they've only been working on the incident response uh, since over the weekend um, and it's fairly early. We will, we have had historically good relationship with both Colonial as well as the cybersecurity firms that are that are working on their behalf. Up until 2020, the United States had imported more petroleum than it had exported. I've been in two gas lines already. This morning? This morning. How long did you wait for the first one? I've been in both lines over an hour, and I'm out of gas. Dead out. Baby boomers and older generations remember the double whammy oil crisis of 1973 and 1979. It was a wake-up call that America's dependence on foreign oil meant our national security wasn't all it was cracked up to be, and that the bounty of American oil had to be tapped. America is now the largest, the world's largest oil and gas producer. Uh, which was unimaginable just a few short years ago. Now the power is being turned off under the installed and illegitimate New World Order stooge Joe Biden. I'm announcing my plan for clean energy revolution. As the AAA said prices were heading towards their highest level since 2014 and emergencies are declared in at least 18 states. But this time it isn't Saudi Arabia quadrupling the price of a barrel of oil due to support over the Yom Kippur war. This time it's a combination of intentional, horrible leadership. Biden's decision to revoke a permit for Keystone XL will certainly be a topic of discussion. It marks the end of a saga spanning more than 12 years over the pipeline meant to carry Canadian crude to the United States. Cyber attacks. Russian cyber hackers are going to ruin our gasoline, our transportation, and our electricity grid. This is it. Yeah, like they're, they're not patsies. They're just blaming it all on when they're behind it. Terrible position for Biden to be in. And so far, he and his folks have said nothing. Even with the um, the turning on of the pipeline system, 
they still may feel a supply crunch. And the United Nations Agenda 2030 with a motive bigger than Dallas. It is the inventory and control plan. Inventory and control of all land, all water, all minerals, all plants, all animals, all construction, all means of production, all food, all energy, all information, and all human beings in the world. And you think that American public is going to say, we don't want to drilling offshore anymore. If Americans say that, you are going to be accepting 6 to $8 per gallon at the gas pump as an alternate in the near future. And this is the move to nationalize the oil companies that we're now going to see from this. And, and the head of the Department of Transportation two months ago saying we are officially anti-car and we're going to make you use buses and trains. So this is their dream. In the year 2015, the world agreed on the ambitious, inclusive and universal sustainable development goals, making a commitment to leave no one behind. It is so decided. Whenever you hear the word sustainable, you know it's New World Order, essentially. That's a buzzword for bringing us into the New World Order and taking away all your rights and liberties and everything else. As prices continue to skyrocket, the summer of 2021 is shaping up to potentially be a food, energy, and riotous hell on earth. John Bound reporting. Okay, so just good little report there. Uh, then switching gears, Wire Gates and the Pentagon. So Bill Gates and the Pentagon are teaming up to release these gene-edited GMO mosquitoes in the Florida Keys. What could possibly go wrong? Despite strong resident protests, the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency and Florida agencies have adopted controversial release of millions of genetically modified or gene-edited killer mosquitoes into the Florida Keys. Uh, at the same time, the controversial presidential science advisor nominee of Biden is involved in the CRISPR technology being used to, to genetically modify everything from these mosquitoes to Pfizer and Moderna coronavirus messenger RNA kill shots. So it's just, you know, one satanic um, person, one satanic agenda controlling all of this. They're... They're controlling not only the, the kill shots, the messenger RNA COVID kill shots, but they're also controlling the gene-edited CRISPR Franken mosquitoes that they're releasing in the keys. I mean, what could possibly go wrong? They're also controlling the uh, gene-edited salmon that they want to or the release it into the wild or whatever. How Bill Gates and the Pentagon and the eugenics lobby are coming together now is alarming, to put it mildly. On April 30th, the Florida Keys Mosquito Control District and the Oxitec Biotechnology Company announced they will begin releasing what they ultimately, um, what ultimately will be some 750 million genetically manipulated or gene edited 80s Egypti mosquitoes using CRISPR gene editing technology. I mean, the fact that this is even remotely legal is just incomprehensible. The release is bitterly opposed by residents and the environmental groups who demand a referendum in last year's election ballot, but which the Mosquito Control Board refused. Well, evidently, the Mosquito Control Board is God now because they don't care if you don't want them 
to expose you to these Franken mosquitoes. They don't care. They're God. I mean, this is absolute insanity. Bitterly opposed, but they don't care. Oxitec and the board claim the release is to kill off the presence of the 80s Egypti mosquito population, which is only like 4% of the mosquito population. No, there's some other really, really evil, wicked devil agenda going on here. Now, Bill Gates viewed the um, the mosquito, has viewed the mosquito thing and has, and has done tons of research on using mosquitoes as flying syringes. Meaning they will fly and they will vaccinate you, whether you want to be vaccinated or not. And we reported on that in the past. So that's probably what this is all about. Um, the project, which sounds positive in the press statements, is alarming in many respects. First, the refusal to allow a citizen vote on the controversial GMO release. <clears throat> Second, there exists no cost-benefit analysis of the risk versus benefits of releasing millions of these Franken mosquitoes whose genetic traits are mutating in unpredictable ways. Is it worth the risk that an ever more robust variety of mosquito will mutate from the project? No one can say. Traditional mosquito control techniques have worked well till now. The CEO of Oxitec, Gray Fran Franson, has a dark history with the U.S. Department of the Balkans and an advisor to the U.S. Navy and a, and a fellow to George Soros International Crisis Group that played a key role in the dysfunction of Yugoslavia in the 1990s. With no previous experience in biotechnology, Franson appears, all of a sudden appears as the CEO of Oxitec in 2017. Oxitec is a UK company now owned by Third Security, a US venture capital from Radford, Virginia, headed by Randall J. Kirk, who also owns the gene-edited salmon producer Aqua Bounty. So it's one big, slimy, horrible, interlinked group wanting to just bring yet one more aspect of the GMO Franken garbage into the, um, forced upon, really, the human populace there in southern florida and i'm sure spreading upward okay so then the next report we're going to switch gears again and this is people who had the COVID job the video proof of magnets sticking to the injection area now i'm going to really kind of try to go into this in depth uh <clears throat> i've had a lot of people email me about this this last week and um we're going to try to get some information out there where i, I try to really look at the big picture of this Yet another truly bizarre and strange COVID phenomenon has occurred following the bizarre sensation of unvaccinated people suffering ill effects by just being around the COVID vaxxed, possibly due to frequency changes and shedding. This time, the phenomenon revolves around magnets, and we're going to talk more about the frequency changes in the, in the next report, but this time the phenomenon resolves, revolves I'm sorry, around magnetism, not frequency although electricity and magnetism are two aspects of the same force called electromagnetism. A number of people are reporting with video proof that when they apply a small magnet to their injection site, usually in the upper arm where they got the COVID kill shot, uh, which is the COVID vaccine, which is a gene-altering device and not a real vaccine, true, that the magnet is sticking to the injection site. Yet, when they place this exact same magnet in a different part of the body, it doesn't stick. It just falls right off. Thanks to TimTruth.com, who did great work investigating the strange alive fibers 
found in the COVID masks. Now, I played his video, and this this report is heavily linked. So a lot of the things I'm talking about, if you're interested in any of this, there's links you can click on in the PDF for this uh, date. <clears throat> anyway, uh, thanks to him for compiling this video, which shows the various people around the world have recorded this weird phenomenon happening on their own bodies. Thanks to Jim Stone, who was my... To my knowledge, the first one to break the story. Now, I give you links here if you want to see this because it's useless for me to play the videos because you're not going to be able to see the the magnet sticking. But um, first, it came out there was like one video, and then a video came out where there was four people, and then then there was a video where there was 11 cases of magnet sticking. I give you a couple of those links here. Warning: There's language involved. People are you know throwing f-bombs and stuff like that when they're realizing these things are sticking to them and they're realizing what has been done to me that type of stuff so um and then a report just came out where tim truth appears sorry um it appears that i think he updated it even more oh boy hold on okay so i just started i i it just came out and um I just started watching this new one by TimTruth.com, and it's called Magnet Gate. Magnets stick to COVID vaccine injections, it's like full documentary. Now this one's, it's over 58 minutes. Okay, so it's I don't know if it's 58 minutes. It, it showed new ones. The the first one showing this black gentleman, and it shows them putting the magnet and um, over the injection site. It's sticking, and this is a big magnet, and it's sticking. And he's wiping the skin down, and you can tell. And then he goes to the opposite shoulder and tries to do the same thing, just falls off. And that's what you're seeing over and over again. It's only sticking in the injection sites. And I think it's sticking to the injection sites uh, when you've had the injection done within a reasonable time. Like, if you had it done three weeks ago, I don't think it's sticking. So, um, Taylor actually tried this on a couple of, of people she knows because she wanted them to be aware of it who got the injection. And it didn't stick on them. So it's not happening to everybody, but in both of those cases that Taylor tried it on them, um, they had the vaccine done weeks earlier, I think like three weeks. Now, the reason I'm saying this is whatever they're putting in their bodies, I've heard it speculated by one lady is it might be what they call ferritin, which is a component like of iron. Um, maybe the injectable nanoparticles are magnetic. Who knows? It's hard to say for sure, but they're going to dissipate as they get into the system and go start going through the body. So obviously, if you try this three weeks after you've been it done, most likely, whatever the magnetic component of that is, they might have dissipated into the system enough where it's not going to attach a magnet or it's not going to attract a magnet or have enough to do that to you anymore. So bear that in mind as well. I think, it's, I think it works on the freshly vaccinated the most. Now... <clears throat> There's a chart here from the CDC that says most routine medical procedures or screenings can be performed before or after getting the COVID-19 vaccine. Now, this is from the CDC. So it goes on to list all these routine medical procedures that you can do before and after getting your kill shot. Routine blood work, dental procedures, uh, CT scans, EKGs, cardiac stress tests, colonoscopies, this type of stuff, okay? But there is an absence of an MRI listed, magnetic resonance imaging, which works through magnetism. And that's why if you go into an MRI, you can't have metal in your body or it may tear its way out of you. Because the magnets are so strong that they can do that. 
So they're saying don't get an MRI um, within, I believe, six to eight, yeah, six to eight weeks when clinically appropriate schedule screening of an MRI six to eight weeks after the second vaccine dose because they're giving the metals, whatever metallic magnetic thing that's being injected into these people, they're giving it time to dissipate into the body so it's not going to be tore out of them right away if they were just fresh, freshly vaccinated. Okay, so that by itself is a pretty huge red flag. Now, it's weird because this seems to be contradictory. It also says recommend follow-up ultrasound within six to eight weeks after the second vaccine dose. Now, ultrasound also is one of those things where it won't pull metal out of the body. But, I mean, I used to do ultrasound all the time on patients, okay? And I did therapeutic. There's diagnostic where you, like, look at babies, and that's horrible for the baby, just so you know. Horrible for their brain. And, um... It's not good. It's very, 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 very bad procedure. I've got a whole... I've, I've mentioned this before in other teachings, but I've got a whole document on it. And I'm not saying that if any moms out there have done it to their babies. I'm not saying to guilt trip you. I'm just saying it's not good for the baby at all. Um, the doc I have explains it. But I did therapeutic where, okay, let's say you've got... Um, <clears throat> I don't know. Let's say, like for me instance i've got a screw in my left knee where i had a or i might have two but i know i've got at least one probably have two um where i got a cadaver transplant in like 1988 of an anterior cruciate ligament because i totally tore mine uh i got it at shans hospital in gainesville gators the gators physician did it dr indelicato and um I'm pretty sure I've got two stainless steel screws in my knee. That would be contraindicated for me to get ultrasound on my knee or probably for me to get an MRI of the knee as well because potentially that might tear their way out. Of course, I, well, hold on, it depends if it's magnetic or not. Depends if it's magnetic or not for the MRI. But for ultrasound, any metal at all, it's contraindicated. Okay, because what happens with an ultrasound device, if it's, I know, I don't know about so much about um, diagnostic ultrasound, but therapeutic ultrasound, which helps break down scar tissue. It's a really good, it's a really good little therapy modality. I think it's great. Uh, but you've got to be careful with ultrasound because like you've got to keep the head moving fast enough. You've got to have enough cream on the, on the device and you can't have it turned up too high because if you do, if you've ever had the sensation of having a therapeutic ultrasound and they're not moving the head head quick enough or the the ultrasound's turned up too much man it 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 will heat up your muscles your tissues and and it's a weird feeling it's a weird feeling and it's not good well if you've got metal in you it will um, heat that metal up at a much greater degree than the surrounding soft tissues and that's why metal is contraindicated when you're doing therapeutic ultrasound okay i i know because i've had a lot of experience doing it so it's saying here also recommend follow-up ultrasound within eight to six to eight weeks after second dose of vaccine i would imagine you wouldn't want to get ultrasound done over the injection site within six to eight weeks because it would heat up all the metal who knows it might maybe it would deactivate it i don't know if it's if it's nanoparticles i don't know anyway 
So, is this COVID vax magnetic phenomenon evidence of magnetic nanoparticles? Clearly, there is something magnetic in the COVID non vaccine concoction, which is causing these magnets to stick. Some of these magnets are large. You could um, you could put these on a fridge to hold papers on. Some are some are small, some are large, but they're working. Okay. Uh, Jim Stone ties this phenomenon into the fact that some medical clinics have advised patients to wait six to ten weeks after the COVID shot before getting an MRI. The acronym MRI stands for Met medical um, medical resonance imagery. <clears throat> I thought it was magnetic, but anyway. Uh, and for those who don't know, involves the use of magnetic field and computer-generated radio waves to create detailed images of organs and tissues in your body. You have to lay down in a chamber while the procedure happens. <clears throat> Jim, write, Jim writes that, quote, I have now confirmed the shot probably contains nanobots because you are supposed to wait six to 10 weeks after the shot before you get the MRI, most likely because the nanobots will have to disperse or the MRI will rip them out of your arm. Yeah, probably true. Yeah. In my earlier article on hydrogel produced by DARPA and Profusa, I quoted a military article which talked about how the hydrogel would be composed of two parts polymer chains and an electronic component. It would appear that this nanotechnology being deployed in the COVID non-vaccines, meaning they're not vaccines, they're, they're gene editing, has a metallic element. However, as this article reveals, nanoparticles are composed of synthetic plastics, ceramic particles, medical particles, and soul gel compounds, which are gel-like substances made partially from solid particles and much more even gases which are condensed in coagula i mean this is an absolute stinking horrific frankensteinian mess with this kill shot i mean it, it is so bad i mean this is transhumanism this is humanity 2.0 what they're creating with these things here's a here's a report called the magnetic mark of the beast <laughs> For those of us who still have a survival instinct, the COVID-19 vaccine has been nothing but red flags from the start. An experimental mRNA cocktail that rewires your cells at the genetic level. Everyone is supposed to get it. All negative comments are censored. Those who question it are shamed and attacked in the public. And all this for a manufactured pandemic created via headlines pop culture talking points and government shutdowns yeah, that has like a 99.99 whatever percent success rate unless you're like in a nursing home with two to three com comorbidities okay all this for that on a certain level the whole thing is undeniably a psychological test with all these blatant red flags are you so compliant that you are willing to submit and take the shot or are you driven by an independent instinct to survive the normal healthy response would be to question this now we have reports of people dying after getting the vaccine painful side effects are becoming normalized and there are other side effects being reported strange ones Several people have been claiming that magnets are sticking. So the lady was showing this magnet, the specific magnet, on her fridge. She pulled it off the fridge, putting it on her arm, and it's sticking, which I think is good. You know, you're showing that it's a real magnet. ...to the injection point on their arm after getting the COVID vaccine. Is there something metallic inside the vaccine that's strong enough to hold a small magnet? 
Vaccines come with inserts loaded with small print, known famously for some listing autism as an adverse reaction. The inserts for the COVID vaccine are intentionally left blank, so we have to search outside of the box. A quick search will find reports on manipulative magnetic nanomedicine as the future of COVID therapy and super paramagnetic nanoparticle delivery of DNA vaccine. Man, I don't think any of us have an idea of what's really going on with these kill shots. What this is actually going to turn somebody into. Like I said, the whole goal is humanity 2.0. I've been talking about transhumanism for many, many years. Just can't transhumanism in the keyword search box. And what they're wanting to do is create, they're defiling our DNA with this vaccine, which is much like in the days of Noah, but they're also creating something that I don't even think they had in Noah's day, which is the, which is the cyborgian part, part human, part machine aspect. I don't think they had that probably going on even in Noah's day. That's what this kill shot is all about. Not only defiling our DNA, but turning us into, into a cyborg, part human, part, part, um, machine the first gap both the transhumanists and techno tyrants need to bridge is the interface the controversial chip some people these days have no problem having a computer chip implanted into their body but many of us prefer to remain without are the magnets responding to some sort of fluid metal computer nanochip who knows the trials are happening now, the public being used as lab rats. Some people are also claiming that the vaccinated are giving off yep. high EMF waves. Yes. They're showing a tri-field meter here uh, up against certain parts of their body, and, and it's it's giving very, very high readings. Actually, it looks like they're giving, getting high readings in their whole body now, the vaccinated, with these tri-field meters. So that's another thing that's going on above 400 for the vaccinated yeah i'm gonna get into these my mom took an emf reader to work and um these are the results now i'm gonna get into that next because i've actually got a screenshot of that as well but you can read it on this report as well this video at least 10 times higher than the unvaccinated yeah. what does that even mean <laughs> similar to how thousands of women have claimed that having contact with the vaccinated has resulted in having problems with their menstrual cycles some are now claiming that having contact with the vaccinated has caused mysterious rashes on their skin. The one thing we know for certain is say no to the vaccine. For Infowars.com, this is Greg Reese. So I'm checking this new video that just came out on Tim Truth. And I mean, it's, it's all new people. All new, different, unrelated people doing this magnet test, and it's, and it's happening to them as well. So this is something that <clears throat> is pretty much undeniable at this point. Uh, the screenshots of, of what was in the audio you just heard, I'm just going to read them to you. This is, starts out by saying, this is a big deal. I've talked about graphene, Morgellon nanofibers. It's funny because, too, I, I ran a report recently saying that the masks are a lot of the masks are um contaminated with this graphene it's like this powder that people feel like they're inhaling into their body and this is beyond the black the black little nano worms that are in there that's this is a separate subject and here we go again with this graphene morgellon nanofibers 
they're, again, they're just trying to turn us into something not human or where our DNA is just totally defiled. These nanofibers forming in some kind of antenna network in your body, which is potentially activated by the vaccine. Well, a trusted person brought an EMF reader to work and tested it upon the vaccinated and non-vaccinated people. The result, up to 40 times higher electromagnetic frequency readings emanating from the living bodies of people who have taken these COVID shots. People have turned themselves into literal antennae. What do you think, sorry, what do you think is going on here? Well, again, and this is why the shedding for sure can affect people. No doubt. We're going to talk about that later. But this can also be a huge reason why people are getting impacted from that are non-vaccinated. Could be a combination of, of shedding from the COVID, the, um, the COVID spike protein and the frequencies these vaccinated are actually giving off. And they're affecting affecting the non-vaccinated. Here, mom took my EMF reader to work, and will and here's her here's her results. Um, reading so far, Darcy, who had the Moderna vaccine, her and this is the trifield meter that we that we just saw in the last video, or if you watched it, Darcy's readings were 439. Heather, who had the Pfizer shot, her readings were 866. Shannon, who had no vaccine. Her readings were 20.7. So the one lady has 866 that had the Pfizer shot on the Trifield EMF reader. The lady, Shannon, who had no vaccine, her readings was 20.7. Erica had no vaccine. Her readings were 34.6. Verlaine, who had no vaccine, her readings were 22.4. Me, the person doing the thing, my reading was 26.4, and I've had no vax. These are my stats so far. So, two people. One people had 439 on the trifield meter, EMFs, Moderna vax. The other one had 866, who had the Pfizer vax. And all the other ones had readings, uh, the highest reading was 34.6, and the average was more into the 20s. Unbelievable. Then another person commented, it looks like the magnetic EMF frequency could be one of the connections that is causing women who are not jabbed to still feel the effects, like infertility, miscarriage, or regular periods when surrounded by women who are jabbed. So I think you've got two aspects here. You've got the, the spike protein shedding, which can come out in a number of different ways. Okay, we're going to get into that a little bit later. And then you also have the frequencies being generated by these human antennae. Okay, so, you know, nothing to see here. Just keep keep moving. No big deal. Um, going further, if the COVID non-vaccinated, if the COVID um, kill shot, I'm sorry, does indeed contain a lot of metallic, metallic nanoparticles, why, why does it take them six to eight weeks to disperse? Well, that's obvious because, you know, if you inject something into a site, it's going to take time for it to actually disperse, if you, especially if you're going intramuscularly. If you're going right into the vein, it's one thing, but this is intermuscular. So it has to dissipate out into the other areas over time. What are the health implications of having metal inside your bloodstream with enough charge to hold a magnet in place? Yeah, good question. What further psychological disruptions will the COVID non-vaccine engender? 
they, they mean non-vaccine because they mean gene editing okay i don't really like that term it's it's a kill shot engender those who take it uh what this is the first ghastly step towards the transhumanistic synthetic person humanity 2.0 yes it is with the officially recorded deaths from this thing at 11,000 um according to the u.s and european stats and the real number obviously much much higher the covid um kill shot is a killer the other drug or medicine having such lethal effects would have been pulled from the market a long time ago yeah i saw a report the other day that said when the swine flu vax killed it when it got to 50 i believe they pulled it from the 70s when it killed 50 they stopped it well this thing's killed tens of thousands dare i say these these stats that we're getting from the cdc or from europe they're just a fraction of how many it's killed and yet they just keep keep on injecting if this doesn't show you this is an absolute satanic plot from the pit of hell i don't know what does one thing is for sure this holy and natural covid night COVID-19 kill shot concoction is a vastly different beast than the normal run-of-the-mill toxic vaccines that humanity has been fed for over a century. Yeah. Next report. The COVID-vax transmission has now become well-known. Many have experienced it. The COVID-vax are transmitting something to those around them, including many unvaccinated people, that's causing those around them to suffer strange symptoms, migraines, nosebleeds, bruising, bloating, period pain, serious irregular irregularity in their menstruation, etc., in my previous article, which covered this topic, I ended up offering up a theory that the ultimate cause of this bizarre phenomenon was the resonance or frequency. In this article, I will expand on this idea some more. What is going on here is unprecedented. Never before in the history that I am aware of has so massive, has a so-called medicine or treatment, which is the COVID kill shot, ended up spreading to those who didn't take it Um and causing them tangible harm as is happening right now. The DNA is short for deoxyribonucleic acid and is considered the master genetic blueprint for the body. It is arranged in a spiral helix. DNA is also a transmitter and receiver of energy. The 2008 Nobel Prize winner, Luke Montager, proved that the DNA transmits and receives frequencies in his 2010 paper entitled DNA, Waves, and Water. And there's a link to that if you want to see that where he showed that bacterial and viral DNA sequences have been found to induce low-frequency electromagnetic waves in high aqueous dilutions. In other words, DNA is like an antenna. This article summarizes Montager's findings. Some researchers are trying this are tying this into the overall nanotech agenda, including things like hydrogel biosensors, stressing that although there may be a chemical element that is being transmitted, the main cause is the energetic element or the frequencies that the vaccinated are giving off to the unvaccinated. He emphasizes that the introduction of synthetic messenger RNA via the kill shot is designed to change the DNA antenna inside of us. Yeah because it's rewriting your own DNA. So your own antenna inside of you is being rewritten if you get the kill shot, so that it responds to the new artificial command and control center that is being implemented probably through 5 and 6G and the cloud and all the satellite network. And who's the one that really, really got that going in earnest? Well, that was Donald Trump, what he was very, very prideful of, with the 5G in particular. 
In other words, it's literally hijacking our divine connection. It's not really about shedding some substance so much as it is transmission of what is in the vaccine or what the vaccine is giving off. People who have had the vaccine are having their DNA antenna rewired so that they receive and transmit different kinds of information and it locks them into this smart grid cloud. Now, to me, what that would mean is it would just be a matter of time before they're to full total automaton mind control slaves that whenever they bring this thing really online you could see mass um compliant behavior with the um those that had gotten the kill shot and how far that goes will they even be in control of their own faculties i don't know i don't know but it's not something i would ever mess around with that's the foundation. I'm not saying there's not a chemical element to the transmission we're hearing about, meaning the spike protein shedding. But for me, the key area is, is the frequency. And if you get nanotechnology in the body, then it starts transmitting its frequency. Then obviously that frequency, that substance, which is impacting upon the person who has had it, as, as it transmits its frequency, it is going to impact in the very same way on others who pick up that frequency even though they've not actually gotten the kill shot. I think this is the foundation of what is going on. They're turning these vaccinated people into antennae, transmitting their frequency. Now, like I said before, what they had also said regarding these vaccines is that the nanotech inside you will be able to be updated via the 5G or via just being around a smartphone. It will do updates automatically. And the way that these, this nanotech inside you is replicating and forming other injectable nanorobots, who knows? Who knows what's going on there? But that's another aspect of it. Going further. So just as with many aspects of the COVID op operation, this subject of the COVID vax transmission ties into the synthetic agenda, really the synthetic human agenda. The nanotech agenda the smart grid, and much more. This isn't just about toxic vaccines, gene therapy, devices, and sterilization, infertility, and depopulation. Sorry. Um, although these are all clear and present components of this operation. This is about controlling the information our DNA can access because that in, because that in turn affects our perception. This is about the larger New World Order scheme of perception control. Our perception depends upon the information we receive. This bizarre phenomenon is actually about changing who we are at a fundamental level so that our perception becomes so narrow that we become technological slaves cut off from our divine potential. Interestingly, there was a report last year from someone who got the COVID kill shot and they allegedly said they've killed god i can't feel god my soul is dead now i reported on that I've, I've done a lot of reports so far on the spiritual implications in fact i added this part to my doc on that i've got a separate word doc on the spiritual implications of getting this kill shot <laughs> this is unbelievable this part finally i will finish this whole report off with a prescient quote from rudolf steiner who wrote it over 100 years ago Rudolf Steiner, who died in um, March 30th, 1925, born February of 1861, 
was an Austrian philosopher and esotericist, meaning they were into the esoteric, they were into the occult, okay? And claimed to be a clairvoyant, which is also part of the whole witchcraft genre. At the beginning of the 20th century, he founded an esoteric spiritual movement, Anthroposophy, with roots in the German idealist philosophy and theosophy, which is Madame Blavatsky, I believe, started that, which is basically nothing more than like Luciferianism, repackaged Satanism, okay? So this guy was evil to the core, demon possessed to the toenails, okay? And other influences on him were the Gothian science and the Rosicrucianism. So all of just this guy was just one big walking occult devil. Here are some quotes from him. Okay. Now remember, this guy died in 1925. He said, quote, In the future, the soul will be eliminated by medicine. On the pretense of health, there will be a vaccine whereby the human organism will be treated as soon as possible. And aren't they vaccinated the day of birth? Like two or three babies? Possibly directly at birth. Yeah, well, they're already doing that. So that the human being cannot develop the awareness of the soul and the spirit. Now, this is, a, this is a basically a Satanist saying this, okay? Materialistic doctors will be entrusted with the task of removing the soul from humanity. Like today, people are vaccinated against specific diseases. So in the future, children will be vaccinated with a substance that will immunize against um, the madness of spiritual life. So you'll have no connection between you and God via the vaccines. And this guy died in 1925. The vaccinated person could be very clever, but would not develop a conscience. And that's the real goal of some materialistic circles. With such a vaccine, you could get the etheric body to detach from the physical body. Now, whoa, whoa, whoa. Remember when I read you, I don't know, a couple months ago, that UK energy worker? Why don't I read that again? Remember I said, be careful, this is new age. But here's a new ager reporting on what they're, I don't know, sensing, feeling, hearing, or whatever from the vaccinated. Now, let me read that last line again, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to that real quick. With such a vaccine, you could get the etheric body to detach from the physical body. When the etheric body is detached, the relationship between the soul and, and the universe becomes extremely unstable, and the man, an automaton because the physical body of man must be polished on this earth and will by spiritual effort. So the vaccine becomes a kind of force that rivets consciousness to the matter. Man can no longer get rid of a materialistic feeling. It remains an animal by its constitution. It can no longer rise to a spiritual conscience. That's the goal he's saying of these vaccines, okay? To get basically your soul, your etheric body to become detached okay from your own body well let me just remind you of what this one energy worker said now again i'm i'm saying yes it's it's definitely new age but is there any merit yeah here it is okay so i'm, I'm at that now granted i've had all kind of other people tell me what's happening to christians around them okay i've got that all on this doc okay um 
but the one new age source I've got, this new ager, take with a grain of salt, here's what they said. A damage of consciousness that loses contact with the physical part. Oh, okay. So the, this energy worker saying, the scariest thing is when I worked on the heart chakra, I connected with her soul. She was detached from the physical body. She had no contact with it, as if it was floating in a state of total confusion, a damage of the consciousness that loses contact with the physical part, so that our biological machine, there is no more communication between them. During the treatment, this soul that was detached from the body evidently told me that it no longer felt the body and had the impression of floating in a deep malaise. The energy I was working with, the energy of her field was very heavy. You could feel these substances, meaning in the vaccine, the kill shot, and they are very stressful to the subtle bodies. Um... I continued the treatment, but it seemed that the soul could not receive any more light, frequency, or energy. It was very powerful experience for me. I then understood that this vax is, in fact, used to detach the consciousness so that the consciousness can no longer act through this body that has in it life, where there's no more contact, no more frequency, no more light, no more energetic balance or spirit. I realize this is not only polluting our subtle bodies and the physical bodies, but it is something having to do with our soul. The purpose of this is to try to damage and to try to destroy the contact with our consciousness. Oh, what Steiner, Rudolf Steiner, said exactly that. Wow, I forgot that was even in there. Ha! Yeah, he did say exactly that. In fact, I just read you the quote from a guy that died in 1925. It is not just about damaging the immune system. And then her second update was, there's been another change again in deterioration, both in severity and in the energy of their field treatments. Meaning this is a this is an energy worker, new ager lady that's trying to work with the energy fields of her clients. Okay? I'm not saying it's biblical what she's doing, but I'm telling you this is what she's saying, which is confirming exactly what we just heard from Rudolf Steiner, which she also referenced. She said there's deterioration both in severity and in the energy of their energy field transmits, but most importantly, there has been a significant decrease in frequency. What are we just, weren't we just talking about frequency? How the DNA is being overwritten and the DNA is actually an antenna that can actually generate frequency, probably generate and receive and that the frequencies are being altered, and that the people are having these EMF meters around them, the recently vaccinated, sometimes they're 40 times higher than non-vaccinated? What's going on? I mean, what is going on here? At the moment, he is not showing any physical symptoms on the physical body, meaning he looks fine on the outside. As for the situation, though, manifesting on the energetic level, and especially the soul, it has been confirmed that the soul has been expelled from the physical body. It is still bound by the so-called cord, meaning the silver cord, that the Bible talks about in Ecclesiastes, that I did a whole study on recently to explain what she's saying there. It's a biblical term. But it would almost be like being in a constant state of astral projection. Now, you're not halfway around the world still connected to your soul. But the soul's outside of your body connected by the silver cord. It's not something that should be there. That's something that only high-level witches should be doing. And that's just the normal state of being now for probably many of the vaxxed. Remember what Steiner just said. Let's go back to it. I'll just reread that again. 
such a vaccine, you could get the etheric body to detach from the physical body. When the etheric body is detached, the relationship between the soul and the universe becomes extremely unstable. And the man evidently becomes an automaton because the physical body, of, again, easily to, to control and manipulate. Then you add in the whole thing about the cloud and the 5G and the 6G, which he didn't even know about then. Then you have a mechanism of control. <laughs> I wasn't even going to read this part today. So it's still bound by the so-called core, but it confirms that it no longer interacts with the physical, emotional, and mental body. There's no longer any kind of communication. The soul is no longer able to manage these three bodies. I think what she means by three bodies is body, soul, spirit. Okay. Precisely because this contact has been broken. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> okay, now, again, if that's all I had... Probably wouldn't be reading it to you, but I've got so many other reports from my listeners that I've been reading along the way that's in this document, which is up to seven pages now, on the spiritual implications of taking this kill shot. You know, I got a lot more confirmation from different sources of the point I'm trying to make, not just one new age source. Then the last quote from Rudolf Steiner is this, quote, I have told you that the spirits of darkness are going to inspire their human hosts in whom they will be dwelling. Oh, you mean like demons and devils and evil entities? Yeah. Oh, okay. Like the Bible talks about? I mean, one third of Jesus' ministry was casting out devils. Seems a pretty big deal. That's why I'm so big on deliverance. In whom they will be dwelling. They live there. To find a vaccine that will drive all inclination towards spirituality out of people's souls when they are very still young. See, that's the whole goal of the vaccine industry that it's ever been. Rudolf Steiner knew this before probably, I mean, very, very few ever knew about it. What was the whole goal of the whole vaccine industry from the very beginning? To drive out all inclination towards spirituality out of people. Out of their souls. And the younger, the better. And this will happen in a roundabout way through the living body. Today, bodies are vaccinated against one thing or another. In the future, the children will be vaccinated with a substance, which will certainly uh, be possible to produce. And this will make them immune so that they will not develop foolish inclinations connected with spiritual life. Because <laughs> they want you to be damned to hell right out of the gates. Yeah. And what are they talking about now? Oh, we're going to start we're going to start putting the COVID kill shots in newborns and 3 and 4 year olds. And yeah. Exactly. Even though they've got like no chance at all of dying it, whatever COVID may be at this point, okay? They've got no chance of dying from it. And pretty much anybody under 20 has like a whatever 0000 whatever. You'd have to have like the most compromised immune system in the world. To even but yet See, it's, it's all about vaccinating them to damn their soul to hell. I believe that's why this is a kill shot. I don't believe it's the mark of the beast, but I believe potentially it can accomplish something very mark of the beast-like in that you're probably going to have a very, 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 very high percentage unless God intervenes of you going to hell for eternity if you get this kill shot. I'm not saying it unsaves you. I don't know. 
I don't I don't know the the total spiritual implications of it. I'm I'm guessing, but I mean, guys, the 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 handwriting is on the wall here. I mean, is this something anybody should be messing with? I think not. I, I, that last part that I just read you, I highlighted this in like purple. I normally never even use that color to highlight stuff in my PDFs. And I've got like several paragraphs in purple highlighted, which would mean it was like the highest of highest of highest importance of things that I could possibly cover. Absolute total insanity that we're dealing with here. Satan right out in the open. And then we have this interview, uh, the coming COVID vaccinated replacement humanoids. And again, I'm not endorsing either one of these, but it's an interview between Tom Horn and Steve Quayle recently. And it's talking about um, the coming replacement humanoids. And it very much segues and ties into what we just talked about. Should be starting here soon, I would hope. Welcome to tonight's special live broadcast with my very special guest, Tom Horn. I'm Steve Quayle. For the record, it's the 25th of June, 2010. And tonight we're going to be talking about transhumanism, also singularity, and genetic Armageddon. Now, Tom Horn has written uh, so many books, and he and I have done a series of interviews over the years that have gone viral worldwide. And tonight we're going to bring it up to speed and tell you how close all of these events, prophetic and technological, are to coming to are close to coming to fruition and are being put into place. Hi, Tom. Hey, Steve. Great to be back on the air with you again. We don't do it often enough. Well, I can tell you this, that I think tonight is a watershed event, because tonight I want to pull out all stops, Tom, and the thing is, as you know, the majority of the people that listen to us have heard you and I, both independently and together, have been on your website, my website, but tonight let's talk about transhumanism first, and the second hour we'll go into wherever uh, we're led, but let's, first of all, define transhumanism for people, because I find that, you know, too many times, I know what I mean, but I, I'm personally not making it clear, so let's go with with kind of in an orderly talking point fashion. Oh, yeah. Well, sure. Transhumanism, just that international, intellectual, fast-growing cultural movement that's also now supported, of course, by people within the military, as we'll talk about later, uh, and that intend to use uh, what's called grand technologies, genetics, robotics, artificial intelligence, and nanotechnology uh, as tools to radically redes redesign Mankind. Essentially, it's a movement that believes that we no longer have to wait on the dawning task of natural evolution to respond to its environment, that now we can take our own destiny, our fate, uh, into our own hands, and we can, through technology, begin altering what it means to be a human and accelerate the pace, the pace uh, of our next phase. From the beginning, the devil, uh, the uh, enemy of men's souls, has tried to wipe out the human race. And it's so telling and compelling that uh, a lot of people that think prophecy was fulfilled 2,000 years ago have not been able to 
factor in or figure out that the technological advancements coupled with what we would call fallen angel technology and knowledge is now to the point where literally what the transhumanists are saying is is God, and even if they acknowledge God, most don't, but some do, if God were real, then he made a mistake in making human, and now we're going to do it better than God. We're going to recreate this homo noeticus, the new man, and bring it to fruition. We're not going to mess around with all the design flaws of free will. We're just going to program these automatons. Is that kind of it in a nutshell? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I couldn't have said it better myself. There is a prophetic angle to this. There is a wicked antichrist end times spirit that is the fulfillment of prophecy. It's pressing to come into the world now. Only he that now restraineth will restrain till he be taken out of the way. Uh, it, it, this is a this is a presence that is waiting, really, for mankind to give over some level of permission or invitation, which I think is happening right now in two different ways. One. Uh, is the forbidden technological side of it. Those who no longer fear God, they're now playing God, and seeking entry, I think, for the spirit through science, whether they understand it as that or not. And then, unfortunately, Steve, the other side of it is those who are allowing this to happen simply by not opposing it or dialoguing about it, i.e., mostly the organized church, where the issues, the ethics, the bioethics, it's it's left to a handful of people like me and you right now that are out there, the watchmen on the the, 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 the wall, I guess it's always been that way, though, huh? When you have a prophetic spirit, um, you know, you stand up and you, and you declare what's happening. And I can tell you that ever since the book of Pollyanna Rising came out, two different things that the whole world, as far as I know, that contacts me wants to talk about. One, uh, in the earliest uh, days when that book came out was the year 2012 and the extra Mesoamerican cultures that fixated on it. You and I already did shows on that. In fact, you were the first one to do shows with me on that. And the second subject is this uh, uh, tra uh, transhumanism and how it appears, at least in my belief system, to be the billion-pound elephant that's standing in the middle of prophecy circles right now that the lion's share of critical Christian thinkers don't seem to be recognizing, or very few of them are waking up to it. For instance, um, this year's H-plus summit, Humanity Plus is another name for transhumanism, uh, in case anybody in the audience doesn't know that, uh, was hosted just uh, by Harvard University Science Center in Cambridge, Massachusetts, ended just last week, June 13th, or a week and a half ago. This was a two-day event that uh, explored how. Humanity is going to be radically changed by technology in the near future. And so you had speakers like Mr. Singularity himself, Ray Kurzweil, uh, talking about how technology is going to be used soon to modify our bodies, our minds, our lives, our world. He was joined by scientists, philosophers, uh, legal scholars, bioethicists, all who merged on campus uh, to discuss, you know, start educating the world, if you will, about how in recent years, astonishing technological development is now pushing the frontier of humanity towards these far-reaching morphological transformations that are in the very near future going to redefine what it means uh, to be a human. Now, I said a moment ago that the, the transhumanists are, are supported now by um, an equally impressive list of U.S. military advisors, bioethicists and law professors and academics, who also now see the use of genetics, uh, robotics, green technologies as tools that are going to radically redesign 
what it means to be human. Minds, physiology, offspring, and Steve, even perhaps as Joel Guru in his best-selling book, Radical Evolution, is now claiming our very souls. And it's, a, it's interesting now, as you're following what's happening within uh, transhumanist camps, that it's taking on a very, very spiritual theme to it, even to the point that now that many of them are talking about how they want to make contact with the other world. Uh, and maybe we can talk about that dimension of it later, but unfortunately for these utopians um, and for mankind, the cultural shift that's now underway, also according to some transhumanist writers, uh, actually forecasts a for future that's not only going to be dominated by a new species of unrecognizably superior humans, superior humans, fathomable war. And they're defining it as both physical and spiritual. And in fact, when you read their writings, it sounds very much like these agnostic transhumans are describing the end of the Bible. They're describing Armageddon. And this is something that I don't think, the, the first of all, the, the majority of the world isn't even aware of how this is a new arms race now. But secondly, they're totally not prepared for what it implies and for what is uh, coming. Let me, let me make a statement about this war. This isn't just going to be fought on land, uh, air and sea, but it's going to be fought in dimensions that are not even yet uh, comprehensible. Even now, there are synthetic forces that are going to plot, or already are, the wholesale annihilation of mankind. This is These are under design right now in leading laboratories public and private, funded by the most advanced nations on earth, including the official governments of the United States, France, Britain, Austria, China, to name a few, um, who is a result of nanotechnology, neurotechnology, germline engineering, uh, molecular scale engineering, and those various related fields of science, any time now, believe, singularity is going to occur, and strong artificial intelligence, or what Hugo de Garris calls artelex, which is a word of his own making, it means artificial intellect, artelex, are going to emerge, and overnight we are going to have godlike, massively intelligent machines that are trillions of trillions of times faster and smarter than humans, and whose, uh, whose rise, according to Hugo de Garris, is going to prove profoundly disrupted to human culture, not just in the sense it's going to lead to a, a division between the philosophical and ideological and maybe even religious and political groups who either support the, this new form of life or oppose it, uh, but he believes that it is going to emerge uh, possibly as such a human threat that it is going to lead to the death of literally billions, billions of Americans, of, of uh, humans, before the end of the 21st century. But be that what it is, what, what is astonishing to me is that it is also now transhumanists and some of the people within their own camp that are taking a dystopian view of the future. These are people, you know, that started out talking about how they're going to become their own Ubermans. They're going to become Superman. They're going to become whatever. And some of them now are looking at their own technology as it is advancing, and they're being honest with where some of this technology could go. And the amazing thing is they may not refer to it as Armageddon or the rise of the Nephilim or whatever, but they're using, ex they're saying exactly the same thing, and that's 
the startling thing is that you have a few prophetic voices like yours that are out there that are engaging these issues, and now you've got a rising segment within the, within both the military and the transhumanist uh, camps that are saying the same thing in different language. Somewhere the church is lost in the middle, and, and uh, my only hope is that by doing these kind of shows, we reach as many as can be. Well, the thing is, is the church hasn't been prepared at all, because this subject that we're talking about here, that I've been talking about in this whole last part, that I've talked about in numerous alien agenda disclosure, deception disclosure, uh, mega teachings that I've done, the whole subject of how the vaccines are kill shots in relation to bringing us into humanity 2.0, creating transhumanity. This isn't stuff you're going to hear at all in 99.99% of the churches. So the, the people that are call themselves Christians are going to be totally flat-footed and are totally flat-footed. And that's why most of them think there's, it's no problem getting the kill shot. You know, if the blind lead at the blind, they'll both fall into a ditch. And the pastors are blind and they're leading their congregations. You know, so uh, again, yeah, that's why this ministry exists as well to wake as many Christians up as possible, and hopefully as many unsaved that get saved up as possible. Wake up as many as can be woke up because the day is coming when people had sure better know who they are in Christ, or they will not be able to stand against the forces that are coming. And you know, Steve, not to, to you know, you get the old preacher started in me. I was thinking the other day. When we're talking about the days of Noah, uh, we always, and we should, uh, discuss what happened during the days of Noah, the rise of the Nephilim, the watchers. But there was another sign of the days of Noah that could be a fulfillment of Matthew 24, too, and that is that God's covenant people, those who were imbued with his power, this was also a sign of the days of Noah, that they stood up to the Nephilim and they won. They overcame them with supernatural power. David slew Goliath. David, too, had mighty men. And and God's covenant people filled with his Holy Spirit. And they fought a lot of the Nephilim, his mighty men. I mean, David beat Goliath, well, through God, and then, you know, then his mighty men went on to face Goliath's brothers. And that's why David picked up five smooth stones out of the brook, because he he had, one was for Goliath, he had four brothers. That's why he picked up five stones. Okay, but his mighty men, other mighty men that were with him were the ones that dealt with, was symbolic mostly in the case of picking up the stones, but they dealt with these other Nephilim type creatures that, you know, like Goliath's brother and the lion man and the other things talked about in the Old Testament who were Nephilim creatures. So I'm telling you, there's going to come a day when that's going to be like all, all out in the open. The only power on earth that could stand and uh, be victorious, and isn't it amazing that this is exactly what how the church is described? The true, bo- true body of Christ is in this generation, as in other generations, the only power on earth against which the gates of hell cannot prevail. So it's my hope that enough people will uh, listen to what we're talking about. They'll learn at least the basic information about what is emerging in, in forbidden science and technology and also the prophetic aspects of it, and that they'll learn how to stand uh, and, full of the Holy Spirit, take their position in God, because they may have to do that in ways that haven't been seen since David slew Goliath. Amen. 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 That's where the rubber's really going to meet the road. <laughs> So I'm going to go ahead and end part two there. God bless you and see you in part three.